Social enterprise has been described as modern society's secret developmental weapon. On this episode, the Talk TV crew journey to the heartland of Igbo-Ilirin, a very rural community comprising of over 300 villages on the outskirts of Ibadan, southwest Nigeria, to engage with a social entrepreneur who a little over 30 years ago founded a social enterprise and successfully grew it from a one bookshelf library to the world's third largest African-focused library. Welcome, visionaire, founder, executive director, African Heritage Research Library and Cultural Center, Adepo Village, Nigeria, Dr. Bayo Adebowale. Dr. Adebayo Adebowale, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you very much. Now, what instigated this project? Well, this project uh, has uh, the vision and the mission to educate all Africans on the continent and all Africans in the diaspora. Uh, we want to debunk the age-old uh, Hollywood, Hollywood conception. Mm. that Africans are second-rate citizens of the world. They live on trees. Mm. All this should be uh, corrected once and for all. And so we, we told ourselves when we established this African Heritage Research Library and Cultural Center that we are going to educate and re-educate mm. all Africans. Don't be surprised that uh, Africans don't even know they are Africa. Don't Not even to talk, know they are Africa. Uh, no, they don't even know they are Africa. Not to talk of uh, the diaspora. I think I, I will agree with you because I've met so many Africans who don't even understand the essence of and substance of who they are as Africans. Yeah. But we'll come into all those nitty-gritty later yes. on. But first, I want to establish um, this vision is 30 years old. Yes. And um, it started, I gathered, and please correct me if I'm wrong, mm. while you were still a lecturer at Laurangun. Yes. College of Education. 80s, College of Education yes. back in the 80s. Mm. Um, at that time, you were a lecturer who was busy with his own do's and don'ts, mm. naturally. Yeah. How, wh why did you, how did you summon the courage to pursue the vision, the idea? Well, I, I stumbled on a particular article written by a, a, a so-called foreign expert. On Africa. On, on Africa. <laughs> you know, disparaging the entire continent. And probably innocently or ignorantly done. Oh, yes, you know. Well, he said a number of things which mm. tickled my fancy, and which uh, galvanized me into saying that something must be done to begin to project Africa the correct way. Mm. Mm. You know. Who can project us? Better than the, the, ourselves. Yes, better than ourselves. So, a lot of things had gone, especially this? in the Western world, about Africa, uh, you know. So I stumbled on that article and I told myself that, well, we should do something about this man, 
you know. And his types. Uh, yes, yeah, all over the world. Yeah. To float something that we begin to project Africa in the true sense, mm. you know. So we said we will establish a library, an Africana library, not just only a library, yeah. an Africana library okay. that we begin to project Africa the way it should be projected the correct way, as opposed to uh, the views of the Western so-called scholars. Scholars and researchers uh, yes, who come in and spend uh, a few months, a few months and then begin to claim authority over our Africa. Hmm. So we said, okay, this will be our vision and mission. We will tell the whole world the true picture, see, let them see the true picture of Africa. Mm -hmm. Then we will begin to educate ourselves because don't forget, yes, we Africans too are abusers of our culture. I agree. We don't, if we are abusers of our culture, how can we interpret our culture mm -hmm. and tradition, our language to the outside world? So we set up this library to cater for the educational development of uh, <clears throat> students, archivists, documentalists, researchers all over the world. Then we said we, this library also will cater for the social life, the social cultural, socio-cultural perspective of Africans okay. in the rural community. The rural community people will be brought into the picture. Mm. They will be carried along and they will be educated and enlightened about their Africa. Okay. So they will now <coughs> begin to learn the, uh, about the, the culture of their people I, and appreciate okay. that culture. That culture. Because we, we don't appreciate it. I agree. I agree. And I think it's a noble objective. Mm. Um, but I'm still curious to know the process between the time the idea was conceived and the time it was executed. I do know that Ilarongun is very far away from this present location. Yeah. So I'm only assume that the library started from a different physical location or did it start from this very location? No, it started, the idea came to, to us from Ilaonagun. Yes. That's where I stumbled on the article I was telling you about. That, that annoyed you so uh, much. Uh, yes, that, you know, that pushed me to say, let's do something. Mm -hmm. This, uh, the writer of the article may after all be correct in some way. So the owners is on us now to begin to enlighten the whole world about our Africa. Let them see Africa in its proper perspective. perspective. And so that's uh, when it occurred. It occurred to me at Ilaonagun. Mm -hmm. yeah, I had all the time. Well, it is the, uh, it's God's doing, I would say, because uh, wherever you may be, an idea can occur to you any anytime, True. anywhere. True. And so that idea occurred at Ilaonagun. And, uh, and the library was set up initially at Ila? At Ila, that was way back in 1988. Wow. Specifically March 1988. True. Uh, the idea came to us and we said, let's set up a library. Then you started to assemble write-ups, yes. research materials, uh -huh. I, I started with uh, the collection of my own personal <laughs> books, books I used in colleges and universities. Uh, 
books uh, you know i stumbled on um, in public places mm -hmm. i assembled them about 500 books yeah. specifically i said okay that this, is Af Africa, the, african center the, yes this uh, yes that is african center like african literature books mm -hmm. like african traditional religion books mm -hmm. African so music said, and performance, uh -huh. but I've moved around the library. Uh, you've bit. seen all this. I saw a number of books on African performance, mm -hmm. uh, literary, mm -hmm. rituals, dance, and so on and so forth. So, 500 books altogether, and I told myself, the library has started today. Mm -hmm. With this collection, with these 500 books, we have started a giant step towards ensuring a monument. Wow. To be built for African studies. Uh, this, this is the stuff that legends are made of, mm. I want to say. Uh, because every day people stumble on ideas, yet they don't do anything about it. Mm. I do know, as a student of African literature myself, that there are many people out there, myself inclusive, who at one time or the other were annoyed at some yes. of these writings, but we yes. never did anything about it. And that's why I want to applaud your courage. I want to applaud your conscientiousness to pursue the decision that you took way back 30 years ago. Yeah. And 30 years after, you're still consistently committed to yeah. that vision. Mm -hmm. I say kudos to you, sir. Thank for, you very for, much. For, for that. Now, when you got to this location, I mean, even today, it's still a rural community in every sense of yes. the word. Why choose a rural community rather than the urban center where the people who are your primary targets reside? Mm. Well, I want to tell you that uh, it's in the rural community that you have the cream of the African people. Who are still living. authentic. Yes. Unadulterated. That, that, that's where they are living. Okay. And uh, in the rural community, the beauty of the countryside and the serenity of the environment is also there as uh, an important uh, factor mm -hmm. to establishing a library, a, a research center of this type. And a cultural center. Yes, and there is no undue distraction. Okay. Like you have in town, the hustle bustle of the town will you know, put you off but here in the village the serenity the beauty you are mixing with nature mm -hmm. and uh, if you are a serious researcher you you have a field day doing your work in an environment a peaceful environment like this okay that's not the only reason okay the uh, rural community people also who have been neglected for a long time and the uh, Scheme of things. Yes, in scheme of things, anywhere. We told ourselves that these are not secondary citizen people. We have to carry them along in whatever we do. So, as we educate, as we enlighten those in the, the urban, urban centers, the rural community people also deserve to be enlightened, to be educated, to be carried along. And mind you, in rural community areas, you have professors in their own right there. Mm -hmm. When you talk of cultural development uh, of the And people. even technology. Because uh, yeah. while we were coming, we saw people who, were, who, who understand the technology and dynamics of making Gary 
Those who yes, make along the roots. Black soap. By the roots. Those who make palm oil. Yes. And we saw all these We have people. them in plenty here. And for me, those are the professors in those areas. I'm telling you, they are. And they talk about culture. They will lecture you, let you know a lot about the culture. And when the so-called elites want to exhibit the culture of the people, they run to the villages and hamlets to hire practitioners. Mm -hmm. In villages and hamlets, you have acrobats, mm -hmm. you have rara chanters, uh, you have uh, dancers, True. you know, singers, they are all poets. And these are the people you gather to uh, to uh, uh, the what do you call it? The stadium. Yeah, to perform. During occasions. To perform. You sit down, you see them perform. Mm. Here in so, so the attraction for sighting the center in a rural setting like this yeah. is the quantum of knowledge and practices, unadulterated, authentic African traditional practices oh, yes. that one would find readily available here. I tell you. It, it's not in any way orchestrated, oh, it's already there, it's the yeah. everyday lifestyle. Fantastic. We have succeeded in making library services relevant to the grassroots people. This is something very novel, mm -hmm. something unique, True. something we are applauded for. True making library services relevant to the grassroots people. Mm. We take care of them, they come, they register, free of charge. We don't have, take a cover from them. Palm wine tappers, uh, basket weavers, farmers, drummers, all of them are here as our registered members. Poets. And we don't, stay, yes, we don't, I'm talking about rural community yes. people. But yeah, they are all poets, you know, they yeah, are here. Uh, they, are all, they are all here. Wow. So we don't take a cover from them. Coming up. When people come in here, there are lots of things that they will take away which will be good value for their time coming. How do you get funding? Because uh, it's well, going to be cheap. If I come in here, what kind of experience will I go away with? What are the facilities available here? And what will they give to me by way of memorable memory? Okay, then yeah, this village, as small as it is, mm. uh, is a village of many parts. When you come here, you have the opportunity to see uh, our Music of Africa auditorium where we collect works of artists and uh, musicians on the, uh, in, in the, around the country and the, in the continent and the diaspora. Mm -hmm. So in our little room there, you find we have about uh, 10,000 works of wow. musicians. 10,000? 10, 10,000 works of musicians inside, collected inside our music auditorium there. African-centered, Af yes. Africanist music. Yes, you get complete works of uh, musicians like uh, Ebenezer Obey, mm -hmm. like uh, Sani Ade, like uh, Victor Olaya, like Jones uh, wow. of the olden days, like uh, uh, Jim Rex Lawson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then outside of Nigeria, you go to uh, the diaspora, the works of uh, Michael Jackson, okay. the work of uh, uh, 
Jim Reeves and you know, the rest in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. You have uh, uh, the works of Caribbean musicians mm -hmm. represented there also. Miriam Makeba is also featured. Mama Africa. Uh, yes, Mama Africa. And, and I bet Fela Nicola Kofuti Yeah, there. of course, that <laughs> takes a central position there. And uh -huh. the, the old, uh, the old uh, musicians you may have forgotten have resuscitated through, through the, their, their works. works. Yeah, like people like, uh, for instance, Aide, uh, uh, Aide Bakari. Aide Bakari. Uh, for instance, uh, yes, uh, King Kenny Tones. Wow. Like. Uh, Akentola, uh, Iduwanima, all of these have been brought back and their works are there. Properly uh, account. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, when Tonji Yulana came visiting us, he was surprised to see his, uh, his work, uh, wow. Unlimited Liability, which he collaborated with Shui Inka mm -hmm. to, to produce. Uh, uh, yes, he saw it and he confessed that he had been looking for that record all over London. Oh he didn't, he got the the, the record here and he was surprised. I bet you will quickly copy it. <laughs> it's a, so the owner of the work himself does not even have a copy until he no, 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 does not even have a copy. Another example of that is Idowuni uh, Animashang telling asking us, requesting us to give him to give him a copy of the song he sang for Thunder Balogun mm. in the early 70s. In the, uh, yes, in the 60s. 60s? Uh, they wow. sang. I got it. That's like 50 years uh, plus. Uh, of course. <laughs> so these are some of the things you have to take away. Apart from uh, music uh, of Africa Auditorium, you also come in contact with our Ayagalu uh, African Talking Drum Museum. Mm. I experienced that yes, when I came today. Yes, we, we have. We are welcomed uh, with we are, talking drums. Uh, the talking drum. When, uh, uh, when the crew arrived. The talking drum, you know, the, and we have a large collection. Our intention on that is to station a practitioner okay. in front of the African Talking Drum Museum who will be welcoming visitors and who will be teaching visitors how to dance hmm. to the rhythm of uh, the talking drum, the wow. bata. Wow. Teaching them, especially those our friends from overseas. When people come in here, there are lots of things that they will take away which will be good value for their time coming. How do you get funding? Because um, it's well, going to be cheap to keep the center running. That's one million, a million dollar question. Mm. Uh, funding has constituted problems. Mm. For, it's a challenge. Uh, yes, for NGOs all over the world. True. Exactly. Despite the fact that I've highlighted our achievements to you, we still have a number of problems facing us. Mm. You know, you, what, what you, some of those you, you ask whether something has discouraged us, wanting us to pack everything uh -huh. up. Now, the condition of the road. Is, is is one one issue that has has been dodging us ever since. We have made several appeals to the local government, the state government, uh, to help us rehabilitate the road, the 10 kilometer road from Olonoda mm -hmm. to the center here at Adeyepo. So wow. that's one problem we are facing. And uh, if there's free passage people will be more interested in coming here. Yes, yes. So, 
Then of I, course, I electricity is another one. Electricity. I saw some electrification yes, projects. Yes, it's abandoned now. now. It's been uh, abandoned. It's been abandoned now. Or it it was then put up under rural electrification, electrification scheme of the federal government. But suddenly, uh, the poles are there, the wires are there, but the other, they, they refuse to connect. So. The transformers are uh, there also. So, what, what, uh, what we rely on here is uh, uh, tra transformers to. So, how do you plan the center uh -huh. when visitors come? Uh, yes, we have uh, our generat generators, small, small generators. And I also saw that one of the buildings has a solar energy. Yes, of course, it has. This one has. Okay. And uh, these are things you can. Uh, replicate for the other other centers. Uh, uh, if there is adequate uh, funding, yes, if there is adequate funding, uh, if there is adequate funding. So these are the things that we need. We the security is all right. No, we have. I was no going problem. to ask you. Yes, what we, about security we, issues? Uh, the because that will be the number one concern uh, of the average. Oh uh, uh, yes, of, of of people. Now we have uh, the hunters uh, union. Very very powerful hunters. hunters. Yes. Day and night watch over this as we are talking, they are watching. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> they won't see them. I thought it's uh, only CCTV is, that uh, watches oh, you without being seen. Akogun has gone. <laughs> Akogun was sitting down there watching you, watching really? you, and watching us. <laughs> you know, really? that's the head of head on time. Of the hunters. Uh, uh, yes, of the hunters. Wow. So uh, that's uh, that. So we security are, is guaranteed. It's yeah. guaranteed. We, we are in collaboration with uh, the the police station around here. Okay. And they come uh, on parade. They they do their parade. You know random parade to ensure that the uh, security is maintained. Wow. Yeah. But our chief security officer is God Almighty himself. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And that's where wisdom and that's where wisdom is. Um, on our way here, I you pointed at a school. Yes. Where you said that's where I had my primary school. Yes. And um, I was fascinated. And then I saw, okay, the building has collapsed, so a new one has been built. Mm. But there's something I saw there that I would want to talk about. I, I, I mustn't let you go unless I talk about it. I saw a, a clock. Um, it's not a clock in the sense of it, a go-go. Yes. Uh, because way back, now we ring bells in school. Uh -huh. But way back, as uh, some of us learned while we are growing up as toddlers, mm. What we had for churches and for schools were all these giant metals mm. that are, you hit them hard. Mm. And when you hit them hard, the sound reverberates across communities. Because mm. back in those days, uh, we were talking about tens of kilometers. Mm. That's where pupils come the, from. The catchment area. The catchment area. And I saw one of them again. And you were telling me that that same bell I saw was the one that was rang for you when you were in primary school. Yes. How old is that bell now? I'm telling you that that bell must be nothing less than 100 years old. Wow. It's because I know that if it was rang for you in primary school, it must be nothing less than 60 uh, yes, years Yes, it's now. about 100 If you And it's still standing on the, the same tree? On the same tree. And they, what you used to beat it is still there. It's still there. Nobody is taking it away. That's a bell which used to constitute 
fear instill fear in all of us <laughs> in those days. As people. Yes, it will be they will ring it two times. Okay. When they give you the first ring, wa 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 jegba wa wa. My mother will wake me up and say that is the first mm. ring. You should hurry if you don't want to be properly trained and disciplined. You should. Mr. Delucy is waiting for you. Mr. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so before the second bell will ring, ah, we will all be there. So you have you have grace between the first bell and, and the second bell and thirty minutes. So you have to speed. So speed whatever you are so doing. Once they ring the second one, bang, that, bang, that you will not finish bang, it. Bang, bang, ah, yeah. bang, <laughs> bang, 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 bang. I'm sure the person that rings it didn't have white jack by his mind. <laughs> but that is the interpretation that people gave it. That we gave. Uh, uh, and, and, and for you to still remember to so vividly and nostalgically uh, shows how well it sank into your spirit mm. at the time. But you know, I'm fascinated because you were talking about security. When I saw the bell and I said, Oh, how old is this bell? And you said it's over 100. I got down to look at it. Mm. The cameraman also takes some shots of it, which I think uh, the editors will show us. But I saw the gong, the metal that he used to beat it, Still hanging there. on a tree, and Untouched. it's just there. Then I was telling the crew members that if this metal was hanging on this tree, mm. unguarded, without any security in the city, I bet it won't last for two hours mm. before somebody will take it. Yeah, Not here. Not here. Mm. You see that bell? I paid homage to that bell you saw in some of my writings. And the, there's a book, Lonely Days, which I. Lonely Days, I've read. Yes, I pay special tribute to the bell. Wajegba bell. So that's the bell. That's the same bell. <laughs> and uh, I have succeeded in using the Kufi Center Drews area as uh, the location for my stories. They made. Uh, very strong impact on me as a writer. Wow. I know every inch of the soil around that place. I have talked about Mr. De Lucy mm. in my writings, and the widow's uh, road across in front of the bell wow. there. Wow. So everything just will be coming to to my my brain you know, afresh. I see. It happened only yesterday. I will not wrap up the interview unless I also engage with the chief librarian of the library, of the center, um, whom will be joining us on set okay. right after this break. Don't you go anywhere. Coming up. 10,000 collection is no mean feat. Many radio stations around don't even have up to 3,000-5,000 collection of music. Yet, the center can boast of a minimum of 10,000 collections. How did you make that happen? Alright, so welcome back and we're still at the African Heritage Research and Cultural Center in the rural setting of Adeyebo in Oyo State, Southwest Nigeria. And I was still speaking with the visionaire, Dr. Bayo Adebawale. However, we've been joined by the Chief Librarian of the Center, who has been Chief Librarian of the Center since inception, Iyafin Yeye Akinlimali Funua Olade Yami Ekabo. 
You are welcome to the program. Now, I am curious to know, you originally came from California and the United States of America, and uh, you've been here for more than three, four decades. What has kept you here? You mean at the, at the center? Are you talking about center? No, now? let's in start Nigeria. in Nigeria. In Africa. In Africa, because Akili Mali is a Swahili name. So I want to I want to believe that you've been around Africa a bit. No, I haven't been, but story. Oh, okay. Which we will have some time later on to talk about outside this setting. Um, what has kept you in Nigeria for three, four decades? Well, actually, I came. The only reason why I came to Nigeria is yes, because. When I was 11 years old, I said my children must never grow up in America because of the racism. Okay. So I was only since I was 11, I was looking for where. Uh, by the time I was 19, I got to Harlem, which is a big black community ghetto combination. In New York. In New York. So they had tables on the street. They sell things for tables. There was one table for Yoruba Temple. Really? I asked them, oh, Yoruba Temple. They said Yoruba is the best language and the best culture in the world. I said, uh -huh. I want my children to have the best language and the best culture in the world. That is where I will take my children and they will grow up and they won't be slaves in America. So I came specifically to make sure my children were not slaves in America. And they told me Yoruba is the best. I wanted them to have the language and the culture. Wow. And I made sure that since they can't speak English in the house, they're speaking Yoruba from the time they're small. And they're real Yoruba girls. Wow, so that was what instigated yes, your the whole thing. emigration out of Af America to Africa. to Africa. And when you came, I reckon that you were excited at what you saw and experienced and you yes. decided to stay back. No, I have to stay. I, I, nobody can live in Satani and not love Africa. I can't wow. go back. Wow. And and Yoruba land is wonderful. I mean, I had no problem in Yoruba land. Wow. The Yorubas took care of me. They made sure my Adebwali and his family made sure my children are Yoruba Gogo. Yoruba Gogo. They are not black Americans again. They are Yorubas and they treat me like uh, ya, Yami and they take care of me in my old age because I share Yoruba. So he and his family trained them because I can't teach them to be Yoruba. But people like him, beginning with him and his family and all the other Yorubas, they raised my children to be Yoruba Authentic Yoruba Pombele. I was, <laughs> I was going to say authentic Yoruba people, but Yoruba Pombele is much more apt for it. One thing she should say also is that the children are also committed to the Yoruba culture and language. Wow. It will interest you to know that Tolu, um, BC, all pass their Yoruba exams in Waek with great a, a grade a grade yes wow this is quite inspiring i mean considering that many of our yoruba folks want to emigrate to the united states but we'll talk about that some other day we're here to talk about the africa heritage research cultural center which you have been chief librarian of for 30 years since inception i must yes. add when Dr. Adebo Ali called you back in 1988 to say, oh, I have this vision and I want you to manage and preside over the affairs of the library, did you think you were going to be involved for this long? 
look, uh, the way Africa is, the way Yoruba land is, because I would say Yoruba land, because I haven't been anywhere else. Mm. I know this forever. What is it? We have the assignment. God gave him the assignment to establish this African Studies Library. Okay. So I knew that God is calling me to support and join him to establish this. And so I forever now. Lai Lai. Titi Aye It's forever. Now, um, I've been speaking with Doctor and he told me so much about the library. I mean, good enough, I also took a tour around before we came on set and I was inspired by a lot of things. But I was particularly um, innovated by the fact that you're not just keeping a collection of publications that are Afro-centered or Afri-centered, but you also have performances and music of different genres, um, domiciled and archived here. How did that happen? 10,000 collection is no mean feat. Many radio stations around don't even have up to three, 5,000 collection of music. Yet, the center can boast of a minimum of 10,000 collection. How did you make that happen? Well, you know Adebole has told you. He has his vision and he made it possible. And he contacted the right places. And we, initially we had people donating 50 copies, publishers abroad yeah. and supporters. We had more donation of materials than anything from abroad and from local and all his friends they write books yeah. and they give him and, and he sacrificed his income for yeah. the library. So those are the factors that Adebali was committed and he made sure that everything he has, he commits to that project which is God's assignment for him. Mm. Now the library started in a town, a rustic town and moved into a very, very rural area because even by today's balance, this is still a rural area. Yes. How was that transition for you? Well, actually, I've always wanted to be in the rural area. Although uh, I came to Nigeria in uh, federal contract, Ilaro, Federal Government College, then um, University of Lagos, then Ilango, uh, where I met Dr. Adibwani. But I always, I wanted my children to be raised in the rural area because I know they cannot be culturally based in the city. In the city. So I always look for the rural areas. And so that's why. My children's husbands, your husband, they are happy. They got village girls with American passports. They've got village girls. They got it. They're real village girls. You won't know that they're Omojuju American. You know that they're Omoyoba, village Yoruba. American citizens with African rural training, mentality, paradigm, behavior, and even ethos. And uh, you, you, you can't have it better. I mean, having yes. the best of both two yeah. good worlds. Yeah. And that is the story that you carry in your heart that you hold so gingerly. Yeah. Which, in my own extrapolation now, is a metaphor for what this center represents. This center is not preaching that we should remain the way we were uh, pre 
mingling with Western yeah. society time. This center is saying we should retain and advance the best of Africa's practices, Africa's ethos, and see how we can feature and fix it into modernity, update, into contemporary update, times. And you are living that ethos, the ethos of the African Heritage Research Center. You are living it even in your own personal life. How did you acquire the discipline and the focus to stay the course? At age nine, you took a decision. Age 11, sorry, you took a decision. And then by age 19, you saw an avenue to actualize it. And now, you're still keeping focus and staying the course. We don't find many of such disciplines around anymore uh, in this age. Teach us or tell us, if you can, how did you acquire the discipline to stay focused? Well, actually, everything goes back to being oriented toward God. You know, praying, pray with me, pray and ask God, what should I do? So if you follow God's direction for your life, there's no problem. Adebol is following his God's direction. I'm following God's direction. So if you have problems, you say, God, I have problems. What should hmm. I do? And so the God's directly trying to hook up to God's purpose for your life. So you're advising people out there to be internally directed yes, rather than externally directed. To, whatever religion they have, they have to ask God. For well, leading. If it's Ifa, they have to consult God. If it's uh, Islam, if it's... Which religion do you practice? Well, I practice the Christian science, which is the uh, American religion. So our home is prayer all the time. Prayer. Okay. We don't go to doctors. We don't, go, we don't use medicine. We pray for healing like Jesus Christ. She's a prayer warrior. So for everything you consult God and God takes care of you. <laughs> wow. wow. And how do you reconcile that with embedding yourself in nature? Balogun says mm. something about that. That you're closer to nature. How can you be in the village? And you can't get closer. And that's when you have time to think about God. You know in, in Lagos and Ibadan, you, <laughs> you even you won't, I don't have time to think about that. Yeah. I don't have time to read my Too life. many distractions. But here, you can face God squarely. And so it's ideal, right next to God's nature, beauty, everything, peace. So nature enhanced spirituality has yes, helped you does. to stay focused uh, since, since then. Now, looking at the center, uh, it's an organization that is very efficient and effective that is behind all of what we've been able to see at the center. Mm -hmm. And you presiding over that organization. What are the challenges that you face in the course well, of discharging your responsibility? One is of course, financial, and that's our problem. And so we just have to appeal to people to assist us. Mm. They can start as as small as donating books every year to us. If they have the old school books they don't want, they have, we have some lawyers that said, "Oh, I want to get rid of these things, these magazines, as well as law books." Every year they they say, Let, "Come and take this." Uh, so start on that level. Give us your books that materials or we have newspapers. Even that's why we have a very large some people are shocked that we have newspapers. <laughs> so And magazines. Yes, but newspapers, you can imagine. Some people go in the town, they you can't see the back issues, the real mm -hmm. comes because I also saw that there are areas that need repairs. Yes, so the financial support is next. But book support, then financial support. What about personnel issues? Well, you will be needing you volunteers. Baba has talked about some no, volunteers, performance. We, we've had some volunteers. <coughs> volunteers, fine. But we need money to pay our staff. Mm, mm, That's basic. Mm, or on a regular basis. On a regular basis. No, volunteers are welcome. You know, you guys sometimes they send two or three from library science. 
We love volunteers. Come, come. No, I'm, I'm facing you. I'm all right facing you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, no, sir. volunteers. Anybody wants to volunteer, we will take care of you. Don't worry. Just come. Volunteer. We will make sure uh, Balogun will take care of you. Balogun will take care of me. Now, the community. Uh, the community what can you tell us about the community? You see? There are over 300 villages I gathered from about. The guardians of our culture, custodians of our culture are in the village. And they're the real Africans. Mm. They treat you well. They teach you. The reason why I don't know English up to now is because I wasn't in the village. Gong, gong, gong. Mm. If I was in the village, you see all these silly people, they will say, you can't speak Yoruba because I tell you a thousand times they pronounce do, me, re, me, and I can't do do, re, me. But in the village, they will even tell me, they will imagine what I want to know, and they will tell me. So they help you with the language. So now I know I will get it now because I have willing people who want to teach me the language because they know I love it. You know, I love it. Mm. So, they're the most wonderful people in the world. As far as I'm but your childhood friends, I just, I mean, even though we're here to talk about the library, but I'm just curious. I need to talk also about your person, your person. Um, your childhood friends, don't they try to get in touch with you and try to bring well, you, you know back home? This thing with the internet, you know, you have no problem. You see, people were saying I'm in the village. Even if you go on uh, <laughs> Facebook or you go on uh, Instagram. Instagram. They will be saying, you know, the black Americans, I'm talking about black Americans, yeah. they will be saying there's nothing, you can't have uh, internet in Africa, they don't have water, they don't have... I said, look, I'm browsing in my village with my, <laughs> with my iPad and with my uh, phone. So wow. don't tell me not to. So I have 12 blogs and I'm browsing on them. And I you run them. 12 blogs? Yes. So and you run all the blogs from this village? Yes. No, that's I saw your iPad that was being used to take pictures yes, and but videos. The, I use the, the phone the most, you know, because the iPad can be expensive. Mm -hmm. the phone, I'm doing my blog, so it's because they're ignorant. They don't know that internet is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's a frequency that you may be very, mm -hmm. but then you can adapt to it. Coming up. Where do you see this center 100 years from now? Doctor, the convener, the visionary, I beg your pardon, has told us about the desire and the effort to replicate this across different communities in Nigeria and hopefully on the African continent going forward. Where do you see this center as somebody who is deeply spiritual in a hundred years from now? Yeah, do you know that your life is even projecting the message, the ethos, the philosophical focus of the center? Yes, your that's life. Why I leave the center because we're, mm. we're the same. We're the same. His vision is the same as, as uh, my vision and anybody that wants to rise up in culture, their vision. Because I can imagine senior citizens that you grew up with, mm -hmm. you interfacing with them now on Instagram, mm -hmm. on internet, and you're telling them, I'm interfacing with you from an African village. Mm -hmm. They say, wow, that, is that, it possible? Yeah. They say, I didn't know they don't have internet. They will always say they don't have, I said, because you don't know. You don't know. Because that's more believable than um, me writing articles or even going to America to tell them that in my village in Africa, these and these are available. 
fantastic and that's awesome actually and i bet if you cut the videos of the interview and you send it across that these are africans well, recording in my village well it won't be everybody but it will be a lot of people who want to come back even as senior citizens especially because they get retirement most of them are waiting for retirement so they will have a source of income you know the biggest fear that the blacks have of coming to africa is income and the retirees they have their social security you know they send their social security yeah, check here yeah. they send it to africa wherever you are wherever you are so they, they have it, guaranteed yeah. income so many of them are waiting for retirement to come because they're afraid that they can't set up business they can't maybe they can't get job this and that but the government will take care of you even if you're in africa that's awesome. Yes, if you get your social security, you've been working like a slave in America, you will get your check. And I also understand that you've bagged a number of traditional titles. No, I haven't. It's only one that will happen on Sunday. This Sunday. Appreciating me for promoting Yoruba culture. And I so cherish And language. It. Tell us language. about it. Well, now say the title for me. Doctor will help us. It's a Ye Ye Oloja Asha. Oloja Asha. The marketer of culture. That's my own interpretation. Mm. I hope I'm right. Mm. And, and that's and that's tradition. That is it. Globally. And translating mm. English, they say ambassador of Yoruba culture. Global ambassador. Uh, uh, ambassador of, uh, of Yoruba culture. Mm. And, that's a and tradition. Uh, wow. Wow. And I think that it's a feather that you deserve. It's a feather that fits very, very neatly. And it all shows that if you stay focused to your calling, um, all the rewards and accolades that you deserve will come knocking at your doorstep. I think that's one very critical message that we need to send out to our people out there. She's been receiving congratulatory messages from all over the world. <laughs> since, the since the announcement. The since the announcement. I announced mm. it on the internet. Everybody's congratulating. Mm. Wow. People I went to school with. People I got my Swahili name from in California. I yeah. said, ah. And she, she's also excited about it. Yeah. Mm. And I, I'm excited for she, her. As she's well. going to demonstrate that uh, she's. Uh, uh, mastering the language and the culture on that you know day. when we she arrived. said she's going to sing in yoruba <laughs> and when we arrived the drummers were welcoming us with the drums mm. and i saw her dexterity they will sing a song to you Wow. In Yoruba, before you go, <laughs> we'll join you. <laughs> we'll join you. Hey. And uh, before we wrap things up, uh, the secretary to the center is also yes, available. Right I think she can walk into sets. Please walk into sets. Yes. Balogun will introduce her. Balogun, Ebawa, introduce Yes, that's uh, the energetic, uh, charismatic secretary of the African Heritage Research Library and Cultural Center. Uh, she's been doing a wonderful job for the center since she joined us. She's something like a whiz kid, and she's Bemi Sola Edon. Bemi Sola Edon. I saw a photograph where Yeye Akinimeli and uh, Governor Arebeshola, and uh, she yes, was the one I saw in that together. I want to applaud and appreciate you also for all of the yeoman job that you're doing here. 
sister, baby Sola. I'm trying to do a hybrid <laughs> <Yes>. now. <laughs> a hybrid. Arabian and baby Sola. Thank you so very much. Thank you, sir. And uh, we appreciate you. Uh, before we go, and we're going to celebrate uh, the center on set, before we go, where do you see the center 100 years from now? Uh, Doctor, the convener, the visionary, I beg your pardon, has told us about the desire and the effort to replicate this across different communities in Nigeria and hopefully on the African continent going forward. Where do you see this center as somebody who is deeply spiritual in a hundred years from now? Well, because God is directing him and God has given him this assignment and those of us working with him will back him up with prayers and work, work and pray. Mm. Not just prayer, but work and pray. It's going to be, you see right now, 100,000 volumes for African studies with the largest in Africa. Really? The first, we're yes. talking about African studies. We have yeah. more African books than UI. That's why the UI students, if they want to do African studies, they have to come to us. Really? Because we're talking about African books. You know, UI and all the universities and Africa, they have problems meeting the needs of Oyembo books, mm. science books, law books, new. So the Africana is always small. They don't they don't have money to have Africana. You know they're the ones that should have big Africana. Yes. Even Nigeria Library. Yeah. They should have uh, big, but Adebwali has made one of the largest in Africa with the first world base. No parts of Africa have done African studies. You know, the, the North Africans are doing Islamic mm -hmm. studies. We have some anthropology in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So we're the largest in Africa, but the largest African studies library is not in Africa. It's in US, 250,000. UK, University of London, London. 200,000. So our goal, 100 years, we're going to be, Adebwali's dream is, if you want to study Africa, you should go to Africa. You should not go to U Northwestern and US and UK. We're going to be the largest African studies library in the world. Everybody will have to come to African heritage because we will have the largest collection. Amen. That's why all of you must, I say you, why? all these workers, I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you have two books a year, three books a year. You say, I want to donate these three books to Africa. You have to be all a part of it. You can't do it alone. And everybody has not done this alone. Everybody has done from the small to the big. big. And it's growing and we can see the exponential yes. growth that it has recorded. Uh, the largest collection in Nigeria Africa. presently. In Africa. And in Africa. In Africa. African studies. We stress African studies. You know they will say largest library. It's not the largest library. Mm -hmm. In African studies. African studies. Largest library in African studies. Yes. So but the, the vision is for it to be the is the third in the world now. Even the third in the world is an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. it By it's because any Africans stretch. have not done their work now. Because can you imagine the largest is 250,000? That's small. You know it's small. The U.S. is small. small. We want, you know, we want millions. Millions of volumes. Yeah, you know, uh -huh. so I, that's I, our goal. That's like, the kind of person I am too, by God's grace. And God by is God's behind grace. us, so uh, there's nothing impossible for God. Yes, yes. And um, I, I want to say that that's quite motivational. It's quite inspiring for me. And very challenging, very, very challenging. You have to be part of it. You have to be part of it. He's already, already part, part of it. it. <laughs> this is not his first time of coming here. No, that's not it. You have to be more. But, but, but I'm going to have to do more. I'm going to have to do more. And you have to find people to give money. Huh?
If all of you give something every year, books, we mm. have some more new books. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm. And I like the fact that though this is the third in the world in terms of African studies, mm. collection of books and volumes and materials, but I like the fact that the ambition is to surpass the second and the first and grow to be the biggest like and it. the best mm -hmm. the and best. the most resourceful mm -hmm. on the continent. Thank you. We appreciate you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Olade, she wants yeah. to sing to you. <laughs> yeah, we sing us out on the program today. <laughs> and um, you have said that uh, the visionaire <laughs> is a Balogo Center, Dr. Adebayo. He has five chickens with titles. Isn't that five? We know. Okay, but you didn't mention it. Did you mention no. it? No, because I know he doesn't really. He doesn't he's want to hear about he's not. He's too modest. Five titles and the last one. Uh, just tell me what it is. Balogo. I shall say the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking Agbashaga. about Balogun right oh, now. Okay. Because it's Yoruba land. It's the yes. whole Yoruba land. Balogun Of Yoruba land. Well, we can go on and on. Unfortunately, time is not our best friend. And uh, yeah, yeah. Akile Mali. Yeah. Yeah, me. Olade. I appreciate you for the good work you're doing here. The good Lord will continue to energize you and enable you and will continue to give you all the resources you require to chart the center forward more and more. When we come back again, we'll have cause to identify new things to celebrate and applaud here by the grace of the Almighty God. Uh, we thank you as well also for showing face on the program. And, uh, Dr. Bayo Adebowale, the visionaire and founder of the Africa Heritage Research and Cultural Center here in Adeyupo, a rural setting in southwest Nigeria. I thank you for making our time of your busy schedule to be on the program. It's a pleasure. Thank you so very much. Thank you very much. And that will be all on the program today. Thank you so very much for being there with us. Until next time, bye for now.